0: Hey friend, and welcome to the Intentional Productivity Podcast. This is for you working moms that want your day to intentionally reflect your priorities. I'm Joelle Cease, I know, it looks like Seuss, and I'm passionate about intentional priority time management. I want you to feel like your day is filled with what's most important to you. I'm so glad you're here with me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Before we get started today in our topic, I have to just thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the love and support you guys have given me since launching the show. We hit number 11 in our category on iTunes. Like that is so mind-blowing and it's all because of you guys listening and downloading and sharing and subscribing. I really appreciate you and I Get such a warm heart reading the reviews. If you didn't know, my love language is words of affirmation. So, reading the reviews and seeing you tag and share on Instagram and Instagram stories what you loved about each episode makes my heart sing. It's, it fills my love bucket. What really means the most to me is seeing. The people that I love, my dear friendships that are in real life and on social media, their reviews. And I just wanted to thank so many of you for being so supportive in so many ways through the launch of this podcast. First, my girl Stephanie Gass, who really mentored me through this whole thing of starting a podcast. I had no idea how to launch this baby the right way, and Steph walked me through it step-by-step with Podcast Pro University. My friends Ashley, Andrea, Lauren, Erin, Heather, Courtney, Molly, Ashton, like I love, 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 love you guys so much, and thank you so much for your support and your feedback and your guidance and your encouragement through it all. And today, let's just hop into the episode before I get too mushy-gushy on you because I can get word lovey mushy-gushy any day of the week. It's my favorite thing to do is tell people how amazing they are and how much I love them and how much I appreciate them. Today we're going to be talking about not having enough time in a day. Have you ever said that? Heard people say it? You have, right? At some point, I feel like everybody has said something like this or felt this way. There's just not enough time in the day. Well, my friend, you know, I'm here for truth bombs and that feeling of there's not enough time in a day is a feeling. It is a feeling that you have defined and chosen to carry with you because in reality, like let's go to the common sense corner and in reality, there are 24 hours in a day. There is no wiggle room on that there is no you could get a little bit more you can get some taken away well let's not talk about daylight savings time because myself and my kids are still in recovery from daylight saving time daylight savings time but there's 24 hours in a day there's 1440 minutes in a day and that's what we get that's what we all have nobody nobody is favored in the time frame of a single day So that feeling of there's not enough time in a day is a feeling and it is a choice. So I encourage you, if you have that belief or that limiting belief, and wait, before I even talk about it being a limiting belief, what's a limiting belief? Well, this isn't the actual definition. This is just my definition of how I would explain. A limiting belief is something that is so ingrained in your heart that impacts your whole life without you even consciously knowing it or being intentional about it a limiting belief is something that maybe you've heard over and over again and it just became ingrained in your brain and you have lived your life with that as your center without even realizing it so not having enough time in a day all you have to do to take back that power is first be like well there's 24 hours in a day. There's nothing I can do about that. But what you can do is get very intentional with your time. So many of you are running in the headspace of needing to get all the things done. Slow down and just focus on doing what's most important instead of thinking of all of the running to-dos, instead of just noticing and adding things on and on and on and expecting you to get them all done in a single 24-hour period, look at things from the standpoint of what is most important and how can you determine what is most important when it seems like everything in life is so important, right? Like everybody has their different activities, agendas, priorities. But until you really come to you and what's important to you and what you want to stay grounded and rooted in, you won't know what's most important. You'll continue to ride that wave of frazzlement with a busy burning to-do list that makes it feel like there's not enough time in a day. But if you change that focus of Okay, yeah, we've all got a long-running to-do list, but this is what I'm sta- establishing as the most important right now, and this is what I'm going to focus on. You will end your day with fulfillment instead of frazzle. Does that make sense? So how do you know what is most important for you so you can be intentional and not busy? Busy's not a badge of honor. We will do another podcast episode on that. First... you can do is acknowledge the season that you're in. What's going on in my life right now is totally different than what's going on in your life right now. And what's important to me and where my time and energy and focus needs to go is different than where yours is right now. When I was first building my business and working so I could become my own boss someday, and have the financial security that we have right now, I acknowledge like this is a season of building a business and digging roots in the ground, like digging deep into something that will reap the benefits in the future. Today, my business hours and my time on things that I'm doing within my business looks different and it feels different because I'm in a different season of my life. And maybe some of you are snuggling a newborn baby right now and you need to just slow your roll and smell your baby all day long. And for some of you that may be, you know, just having that goal of getting a shower every single day. And for some of us, it's upgrading our wardrobe so we reflect the boss chick that we want to be. Do you see how both of those seasons serve a purpose in our life? And in one season, I was that woman with a newborn on my chest, spit up on all of my clothes, feeling so gross and disgusting that a shower made me feel vibrant. But now I'm in a season of I really want my exterior appearance, my clothing to up level and me spend more time on my hair and my makeup and the outfits that i wear day to day even when it comes to my workout wear both of those seasons served me well but my life and my to-dos and my most important productivity aspects look different in those seasons does that make sense so number one just acknowledge the season that you're in acknowledge what is important right now i know When my first son started OT, occupational therapy, that was something that I was adding into our schedule that took a lot more time out of our week than than usual. So I knew things had to shift and focus and some things had to come off of our plates and we had to move and adjust things around so we could make occupational therapy the main focus and the main priority and not just going to the appointments, but doing the work outside of his appointments that went along with his occupational therapy. That was a season in life where other areas of my life shifted and looked a little different. During that season of my life, I was not hosting a podcast. During that season of my life, I was staying up late working on my business. During that season of life, it looked different for the best that I needed it to be to be the most intentional with my time. I hope that that makes sense and that specific example about how when occupational therapy came into our life and how I shifted and adjusted all the other areas that were important to me, so occupational therapy intertwined with our life And I still felt productive and intentional in all the other areas. Second thing, get clear on what's important to you. Your core values and your core priorities for your family are things that you should really reflect on and really dig deep into on a regular basis until they are so foundational that they just beat within your heart so strong. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we want to sit down and write this like fancy mission statement for our family or what the big picture really is for ourselves, our family, our career, what we want our life to look like and to be like. But really, all of that is on a journey. The way I thought things were going to be five years ago are totally different than how they are today. But I still have these core values that are within my gut that will never change. These things that are important to me. For me, that is my personal health and fitness. I know a lot of ladies put this on the back burner when they become moms and have work and all the jazz that we have to do in a day. For me, that is a key core priority of mine because I know I'm very impatient, I'm very cranky, I am not a nice person when I am not taking care of myself. I know it's so cliche to be like you can't pour from an empty cup. It is really true for me that I cannot be my best for myself, my family, my team, and my career and this podcast if I am not taking the time for myself. For example, I went to a group fitness class this morning and that group fitness class is outside of my house. It's around people, great music, great workout. And I know that the energy I have right now while it's nap time is totally different and is high and is vibrant because of that group fitness workout I went to this morning. If I would have stayed home with the kids, just stayed in my pajamas, not taking a shower, not gotten cute little workout clothes on my energy and vibrancy would not be the same so for me taking care of myself when it comes to my health and fitness is very important to me but that doesn't have to be important to you that's just one example that for me it's just always something I'm going to weave into my life my business is something that gives me joy my Being able to provide for my family gives me joy. I have this big picture of what I want for my life and I break it down into the day-to-day that small steps that I do today will lead to a life of vibrancy. And for example, going back to the health and fitness realm of things, I know that I want to be a very active, healthy grandma someday when I when and if I am blessed with grandchildren. I want to be the grandma that's like running around that is able to fully care for her grandchildren that wants to teach her grandkids how to ice skate or ski or go snowmobiling. Like I want to do those things with my family for a very very long time. That is my big picture and how I break that down into the day today is I get my workout in. And I try to eat as many vegetables as I can. And I'm not the greatest at that. We're all getting better with the vegetables. But that is how I take the big picture of how I want to view my life and what's important to me and break it down into the day to day. I can do the same thing when it comes to this podcast. I visualize this podcast changing the way working moms view time. And instead of feeling frazzled each and every single day, we feel intentional and productive because we are doing what is most important. That's the big picture of this podcast. The day-to-day is sitting down and recording this episode. Tomorrow, it's editing this episode. And I can do those small things every single day and be intentional towards the big picture of what I see for myself, my family, this podcast, the mission, that I feel God has me on (laughs) for the limited time that I'm on this earth. Number three, last thing, let go of the high expectations that we have placed upon ourselves to do it all, to get it all done, to complete all of the things all at once in a single day. And think about where do those high expectations come from? Because are you adding things onto your to-do list that don't have to be done by you. They literally don't matter if they do or do not get done. You don't even care if they get done or not. A lot of these high expectations I find with the women that I am working with stem from a limiting belief, which remember is an operating system that you have in your subconscious that you don't even know is operating and is guiding you in your life. This expectation of a good mom does fill in the blank have you thought about those statements of like a good mom does this a good mom has huge birthday parties a good mom stays at home a good mom cooks dinner every night that her family gobbles up and everybody loves and enjoys every single bite That is an unrealistic expectation. Side note, when I'm working with my health and fitness clients and I'm telling them about this concept in my meal planning class, I will have a podcast episode for you guys on that. But in the meal planning class, I share with them this limiting belief and ask them if they are operating from a good mom, cooks a knockout of the park, delicious delicious meal every single night, and finds her value and worth in that because here's the reality. That's just never going to happen because we all have different taste buds and it's okay to make a meal that your family is kind of like, eh, this one's not my favorite. That has no definition or validation towards you as a mother. But we are operating in these a good mom does fill in the blank lies And those high expectations are adding things onto our we should to-do list that don't even matter. That don't even matter, right? Because it's BS. You don't have to live by those limiting belief, expectations anymore. Some of you might be thinking a good mom goes to every single practice. A good mom drops off their kids at school every day so they don't have to ride the bus. That is not the truth. That is just not the truth. Your kids can ride the bus and they will be A-OK and you are still a good mom. Your kids can not enjoy every single meal you cook because you're not a gourmet chef. That's not important to you and that's A-OK. You are still a good mom. So sometimes when you are writing things on the to-do list, ask yourself, is this stemming from a, a good mom does fill in the blank? Thing that doesn't even matter to me but I think it matters because I'll tell you on my kids' birthdays we don't do this like elaborate majestic birthday party shebang. I have kept things very small and simple and easy because that's what I feel is right for us and I don't think that my kids will enjoy a stressed out mom that's preparing for some birthday party I think that they would just love to have a joyful birthday party it doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles but as long as the energy and the vibrancy is positive and light and excited that's what's important to me and I know I'm saying these examples that are based off of my own personal ways of doing things and I'm not pushing them onto you of what is right for you But I just want every mom to get to the place of being like, no, I don't want to have a Pinterest decor themed birthday party that costs an entire mortgage payment for my kid's birthday party. If you don't want to. Now, if decking out your house and birthday party swag is your thing, I hope you stand grounded into, I love planning these elaborate birthday parties for my kid's. The difference is, know which one is important to you, know what is important to you. And then when you have that feeling of that's not important to me, stand empowered in it. I'm hearing a lot, not even hearing, but seeing on Pinterest, don't say you don't have time, say it's not a priority and see how that feels. And I kind of read it often as a negative thing. But I hope that you stand in empowerment in saying that's not important to me right now. And that is a-okay. That is a-okay. Back to the birthday party thing, just because it is so on my heart. When it was my son's first birthday party, I was traveling for work that week and then we had his birthday party on the weekend. And it was so simple. It was tacos, tacos in a bag and a birthday cake that was just a standard birthday cake from Costco. Didn't even have a, his special name on it. And it was such a fun, amazing birthday party because of the family that was around us and it being in our home and it being so casual. It was just great. And same thing with my son's third birthday On his birthday, it was a Monday, so his dad was at work. We had a couple friends come over. I let the kids have cake, sang happy birthday, and he had a wonderful time. I didn't stress myself out of getting balloons and a theme and yada, yada, yada. That wasn't important to me. I could have, I could have made the time the day before to go get decorations and balloons and a theme and party favors and this, that, and the other thing. I could have made the time for that, but I know on that Sunday before his birthday, I was getting some work done. And I don't feel bad about that because that's the reality of working from home. I stood grounded in what is important to me. I didn't let other people's expectations or what Instagram or Pinterest says I should do for a third birthday party or first birthday party impact me at all. I just did what I wanted and I want more women to feel so strong and sound in that way as well. I think I'm using birthday parties just because it's an easy topic right now. Don't get offended if you love planning majestical themed birthday parties. You do you, sis. It's just not my thing and I'm okay with it and I don't compare myself to you. So I hope you don't compare yourself to me or to other women that have different priorities and different intentional tasks that are different than yours we're not here to judge i truly believe each and every woman can get robbed of joy when we step into that comparison game and we just gotta let it go we gotta let it go my friend okay my friend real quick before you go if you like today's show please subscribe share this with your friend and leave me a review to leave a review. It is so simple. I didn't know how to do this either. So if you don't know how I'm about to tell you, it is super simple. All you have to do is the app that you are listening to this podcast in find my show, scroll down, you'll then see stars. And with those stars, you can leave me a review and rating. I would love you so, so much for taking the time to do this. And each week I will be sharing a review of the week because I want to shout you guys out and thank you for listening. And in all honesty, the reviews is what helps the podcast get into the hands of other working moms so they can listen in, feel less frazzled, and be intentionally productive. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.